Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. Whether you're listening in through your earpiece, in your car or in your home, you are most welcome. How are you going, Padre? Well, thank you, Stina, and yourself. I am doing good, doing good. That's the way. What's been happening in your world? Well, um, this month we've had a stack of birthdays for the family, for my family, Burns family. yeah. Yeah. My dad, my brother and my twin nephews are all born within within this month, and uh, it's just been really exciting to be able to you know give them a buzz, talk to them, see how they're going, and particularly you know my brother and I, we, we don't get to catch up that often, so it's nice just to ring and mm. catch up and see how things are. So um, catching up with family pretty well, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So yeah, yeah. How's your, how about yourself? Yeah, things have been good on my end too. I actually got an invite recently from one of my families that I work with and at Country Hope being that children are going through some significant uh, health concerns. Mm, mm. One of the families actually said, oh, would you like to come to our athletics carnival? You know, Our kids are actually participating this year. and How cool. Um, you know, some of these children uh, can be behind on development or can have – physical disabilities and so on because of their health concerns. So it was just special to be mm. able to be present to witness a child who, you know, is differently abled yeah, yeah, sure, participate sure. In, in their school athletics carnival and to watch their school community get behind them yeah, like the way yeah. they did. It's just yeah. awesome. It's just really Oh, that's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. That's really fantastic. Special. Really special. Yeah, yeah. So this week we want to talk about the Virtue Challenge, mm. which for anyone who's been involved with Virtue Ministry in any way will know about, or if you know of Sarah Swafford from the United States, you would also know about the Virtue Challenge. So essentially the Virtue Challenge pretty much breaks down um, virtues into a set of traits that you can practice. Um, every single day to to be able to grow in virtue and and really it's governed by love and for love Mm. and it orders our thoughts and our actions and behaviors towards goodness Mm. and freeing us to be authentically Mm. ourselves you know no matter where we are or what we might be doing so a really helpful exercise and and venture but truly is a challenge Mm. um, that's worth taking up kind of concretizes things, right? Yeah. Because the virtue, when you think about the virtues in a bit of an abstract sense, you know, like, say, justice or temperance or fortitude. Yeah. What, what do those feasibly mean? What do they actually, you know, what do they mean concretely? Yeah. Well, when you break it down into traits, which, are, which can be concretely expressed, it makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess an example that might be used is uh, an example of um, typically I think virtue ministry used the example of a runner, but because I'm somewhat of a a, a rebel without a cause, uh, <laughs> I, will, 
I, I'll, I'll use the example of, of a fencer. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to tell our listeners why you're going to use the example of a fencer? I'm a fencer. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and cool. When you say fencer, it's not like um, oh, no. it's not like putting up fences with no. hammer. It's like Around fencing with swords. No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so oh, let's face it, they're not swords. They're sticks, aren't they? Swords. <laughs> swords. I'm kidding. The swords. I'm kidding. Sticks. <laughs> I've. I'm just stirring. I'm just stirring. You, Don't you, be offended. Any fences you, out there? <laughs> okay. So. Um, uh, the example of a fencer, somebody who hasn't trained and also someone who has joined a competition, is that person likely to succeed in winning a bout or are they going to get trounced? And, and, and generally the answer is they're going to get trounced. They're not going to win the competition. Yeah. You know, uh, but somebody who's taken the time to go to classes, get trained, learn how to strike, learn how to parry, uh, learn how to, to uh, learn the footwork, the foundational work, uh, you know, that person is more likely going to thrive in a competitive setting. And so too, it's kind of similar with virtue. St. Paul talks about um, winning the wreath that does not wither, yeah. you know, uh, likening the spiritual life to sort of the... The, the games of old, you know, mm. that that there is a trial afoot and in order to emerge victorious, uh, we must be well practised in our craft, in, in, in the craft of, of of spirituality and virtue and and uh, goodness. Yeah. That's perhaps a, a way to think about the virtue challenge. Yeah. Is that it gives us that opportunity to practise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To practise those traits that actually build up virtue. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I have both done this challenge at different times. More or less, yeah. 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 So maybe now is a good time to actually share a little bit about, you know, what sure. our personal sure. experience with this challenge okay. has been for cool. a, for anyone who might be listening thinking, "Oh, that sounds a bit, you know, interesting. Mm. I'd be mm. keen to hear hear a little bit more." What's um your experience been like? My experience of the virtue challenge is that it's helped me to see the areas of my life in which I needed more freedom. Uh, in which I was a bit of a slave, yeah. you know, um, and uh, it, it helped me to see who I was and who I could become, and and, and not that it sort of revealed me in an excessively negative light, uh, but rather revealed the captivity of sin and the marvel of virtue and God's grace. It's also been a marvelous help for me as a vice rector in a seminary. The, the the more that you you learn about yourself, the more you learn about others. Is a, a pretty fundamental principle, yeah. you know. And and so it's helped me to assist others in growing in virtue, getting to know their their uh, their own unique story, and contextualizing that within the gospel. Uh, so it's been quite helpful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How about yourself? What's your story with the virtue challenge? Oh gosh, what's my story? How long do you have? <laughs> The virtue challenge. As long as you want. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it brief for our, for our listeners' sake. The virtue challenge has been huge in my life, absolutely huge, and I, I give you know most of that credit. No, I give all that credit to God, but I also credit you know <laughs> Sarah Sarah Swafford for for introducing me to to the virtue challenge through through her book and through her lived example. So mm. you know, I went through a, a period of time in my life where things were quite 
turbulent and the rug was essentially pulled from under me. So mm. everything was up in the air and I had no idea where I was heading in, in future when, when I felt a pull to do this challenge. And so I was in a, I was in a vulnerable space but mm. also open to, to what God might do and, and I think that was – the right space for me to take up this challenge may not be for for you as a listener but for me that was a great space and so it gave me an opportunity to really explore who I am mm. and to find like you to find my strengths and weaknesses what my natural strengths and weaknesses are and and I certainly was someone who saw my weaknesses before I saw strengths so being able to to be challenged to look for the places that God has actually granted me certain strengths was was a challenge and mm. one that was very, um, yeah, it just, just altered my perspective on things. Cool. It gave me, it certainly gave me an opportunity to actually be more of myself when I was able to identify those things that were natural to me mm. and to be able to work on overcoming the things that were my shortcomings yep. just yep. made me more aware of who I am and who I'm actually created to be. And that was really freeing, mm. really freeing. But at the same time, it also helps me and helped me to identify other people's strengths and other people's weaknesses and to be able to name what those things are. So it gave me mm. language, which means that when I'm in dialogue with people now, I, I can pick up what someone else's strength is and I can say to them, hey, do you realise you know, you're really good at whatever mm. this might be or you're really good at that particular thing? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um, just being able to, to name what that gift is or what that trait is has been, has been huge. That's really cool. Yeah. And can I say really, really upbuilding uh, and edifying. That in and of itself is a marvellous gift yes. to be able to give someone. So Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I yeah. think we owe it to each other to be able to yeah. do that, yes. to be oh. able to help each other see the way we were made and, and the yeah. beauty of that and the marvel yeah. of that. Yeah, totally. Um, but it also, it also changed, in that sense, changed the way that I view my own capacity as well as the capacity of other people and to appreciate the, the complexity with which God's created each person. Mm. Like we're so unique. We're so unique. And just beginning to unravel, unpack that is is just beautiful. So in that way, it's also helped me enter into better relationships with people mm. as well. One, because I have that language. Two, because I've gained a greater self-awareness and self-knowledge. And, and three, because I can dialogue better with other people about where they're at as well it just helps us have better conversations and better relationships for sure and then also a more authentic relationship with christ himself i can yeah. be now that i know more of who i am i can be real about who i am in front of him. yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah him. for sure for sure yeah. that's really cool yeah mm. so if you if you're sort of listening to us talking about this and thinking oh you know what that sounds really sounds really cool or sounds really interesting I'd be I'd be keen to give this a crack you know here's here's you know some steps that you can consider all right step number one sorry movie voiceover guy you're not sorry <laughs> no I'm not sorry at all that's right Andrew does this from time to time puts yep. on a it's a pretty good movie voice one man one desire I've only got one line that I use though, that's it. So <laughs> I've got to get some more content. You, you can do this one. You can do this one. <laughs> <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one. Uh, okay, number one is pray. Uh, so, And it's, it's one not to be fudged on. Take time to reflect on why it is that you want to embark on this journey. You know, what are your motivations? And what do you already know are the areas that you want to work on? Also... We should ask, what 
might stop us from finishing this challenge? I know that for myself, that's a particularly poignant question to ask because I didn't complete the virtue challenge. Looking back, I probably wasn't in the right space at that time mm. to take on the virtue challenge. I think it is very much something that you've got to be in a, you've got to be in a space where you're ready to see who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that I, at that stage that I was entirely ready to see what the virtue challenge was revealing at that mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. And probably because I didn't take enough time to consider at the start of that challenge, what might stop me. Mm, yeah. Okay. And, and, and so um I'd be keen to go back and to give this another shot myself with a bit more emphasis on what might stop me from completing this challenge so that I'm ready when the objections come mm. because the last time I just wasn't ready or prepared yeah. for it. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, praying and staying, staying in relationship with God, conversing with him, ask him what he wants because I, I think that's, that's something that the Lord will reveal to us through our, our heart, through our desires, through our dreams, God will reveal those things to us if we are attentive to him. And so the first step to this thing is pray. Oh, and by the way, if you ask God, show me what my strengths are and show me what my weaknesses are, you better believe that is a prayer that he answers. He will deliver. (laughs) (laughs) He will deliver. But don't be afraid by that either. Don't be scared by it. No. No, don't chuck a a padre. Don't don't call it quits too early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second one is get yourself an accountability partner. You know, ask someone that you respect and that has some of the qualities that you admire and ask them if they would take on the responsibility and the role of being your accountability partner for the duration of the challenge. Now, this could be your spiritual mentor. So if you've listened to a previous podcast where we talked about spiritual direction and spiritual mentorship – Uh, This could be your spiritual mentor, but we would probably recommend that it's not your spiritual director. So Mm. listen to that episode if you'd like to hear the difference. For sure. Their job essentially will be, number one, to pray for you, but to also be a bit of a sounding board for you as well as you're going through the challenge to give you support and to give Mm. you some advice, even help you create a bit of a plan of attack, if you like, on how the challenge might look. And they will need to be someone who can say to you quite plainly, bluntly, with charity, hey, you know you stuffed up there, right? So how mm. are you going to get back on the right track? Yeah. Like yeah. It needs to be someone who has the courage and who is able to, to put your best, to have your best interest in mind. Sure. To journey with you. But at the same time, it also needs to be someone who will cheer you on to get back up. Yeah. So someone yeah. who's not going to just let you stay there, someone who's yeah. going to... Yeah, just give you what you need, the encouragement that you might need to, to get back up and, and go again. Honesty and encouragement. Yeah. 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 We also recommend that those who are in a single state find an accountability partner of the same gender and state in life. So the the elements of the challenge are also about embracing our, our natural gender qualities. Uh, and having someone of the same gender can be very helpful in doing that. For people who have a spouse, <laughs> we recommend that your spouse be your accountability partner. You know, at the end of the day, it's the spouse's job to help get you to heaven. You know, mm. that's, that's it. I, um, I joke with, with couples who are getting prepared for marriage that it's husband and wife who are 
to assist, cooperate with God's grace to help us each other to help each other get to heaven. And some days that's a, a marvelous dance towards eternal life, and other days it's dragging one another, kicking and screaming. <laughs> uh, so yep. <laughs> Uh, so uh, you know, we we recommend that um, whoever you pick and whatever situation you're in, that you find someone who is close to you, of the same gender, and who can, who's able to speak for the uh, the gender qualities component of the challenge. Yeah. yeah. So for spouses, this may mean actually having two accountability partners. You know, someone who can journey with you for those same gender quality elements, and then. Sure. And then for, for your spouse to actually take over. Sure, yeah. okay, yeah. Yep. What yep. else is necessary? Number three, set achievable goals. So to start with, actually decide how you want to do this challenge. Um, some people take on like a trade a day. Some do sort of one every few days. Others do one a week. So decide how you want to set this challenge. And then some even decide... Uh, in terms of the traits, some people decide to use a systematic approach. So there's a list of traits that people will work through and then others actually prefer to pick according to areas that they feel they need to be improving on. So that might be a you know, discernment throughout the week of what you choose the following week. Mm. And then there are others who just pick randomly. So really figure out what, what works for you. Okay. And then there are also others who will pick a certain trait and just sit with it. Mm. until they feel like they've reached a certain level of mastery before moving on. And then there are others who set a very strict timeline as well. So again, mm. it just depends on on what's going to suit you and your level of self-knowledge that you have will help guide yeah, sure, how you set sure. that plan. It's helpful to remember too that the challenge part of it in many ways is that you're taking the lessons learned from one thing into the following challenge, into the following virtue or trait that you're working on. So it's not a case of I'm doing this trait and then dropping the lessons I've learned, but taking the lessons I've learned and bringing them into the next phase. Yeah, it's about uh, integrating them. Yeah, integration, precisely. Yeah, Yeah. integration and growth. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So if you're looking for a list of traits, we've actually got a list on our Virtue Virtue Ministry website, which we'll um, link in the description box so you can click on that list. Now, that list has actually been created by Sarah Swafford. um, And in that list, you'll notice that it's split into gender, confidence and commitment. Now, this list isn't exhaustive, so you can add your own to it. Yeah, nice. You'll notice, as Stina said, the list has a, a masculinity a masculinity and femininity component and uh, also a confidence and commitment component that is the same for both. The reason for this is that we are different, uh, but we are also uh, very similar in the sense that we differ in gender and we also have a, a, a shared human nature. And that human nature is you know says that we are separated into men and women. Uh, that human nature allows us to be complementary to one another. But that human nature also means that we share some things like uh, you know commitment, confidence, traits that everybody sort of needs to work on. We share those things in common. Note also that the qualities mentioned in the masculinity and femininity list does not mean that the other is incapable or should not possess certain traits. It merely suggests that there are traits men and women are naturally more inclined to, and this is an opportunity to embrace those freely without apprehension. Uh, As mentioned before, it's not exhaustive, so add to it as you see fit. Hmm. 
Yeah. Or you can always create your own list if you would prefer. So have a think about the things that you are naturally good at or that you're naturally inclined to. Maybe have a think about some of the people that you admire. What are some of the traits that you see that you might like to emulate? You know, have a think about those. But also have a think about some of the traits that are specifically related to your gender, to confidence and commitment and see what you can come up with. Mm. But just whatever you decide, however you decide to do this, just make sure it's suitable for you and that it's achievable for you. Yeah. And the fourth thing really to sum it all up is that we just just start. <laughs> just give this a go. <laughs> start tackling those traits and, you know, strive to become the person that you were always created to be. You know, you're not a – there's a tagline that says, you know, you're one in a million and I consider that a complete garbage. You're not a one in a million. You're one in all of eternity. You know, you have been created with a, a purpose. You have been created completely irreplaceable. So the world will forever miss something without you becoming all that you were made to be. So just just start. I will never look at that phrase the same way again. <laughs> one in a million. Get out of here, Hallmark card. You ain't no one in a million. One in eternity. How good's yeah. that? One in all of eternity. Never again. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 One in a million. Eat your heart out. (laughs) I hope the lesson that you took away from that was not um, Hallmark, but Virtue Challenge. Oh, yeah. Hallmark, (laughs) please don't sue us. Uh. (laughs) Well, we hope that there was something there that was helpful or useful or interesting to you. If you've heard of the Virtue Challenge before and you've done it before, please let us know. We'd love to hear what your experience has been like yeah. as well. And and if you've never heard of it before but would like to, would you know, would like to have a chat about starting, also get in touch. We're also very happy to have a chat about that too. So Absolutely. feel free to send in your thoughts, comments and questions on the challenge or anything that we've said here today. You can do that using our Instagram page, Living Fullness, or you can jump over to our Facebook group, also Living Fullness on the Virtue Ministry page. Or as always, if you know us, come and talk to us in person. Absolutely. So on truth, beauty and goodness, before we go for the week, Padre, what have we got this week? A little while back, we had a vocations weekend, a weekend where young men could come and further discern uh, if they had a call to the priesthood. And and it's my privilege to be able to work with some of these men and and to um, to assist them in that ongoing discernment. The men who attended were just they were men of such goodwill, and they really wanted to be faithful to God's call and will for their lives. And it was such a wonderful thing to see, you know, young men trying to embrace the will of God. So that's that's been my TBG. Oh, yeah. That must have been a bit on the inspirational side. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh. They're, they're, you know, young men who despite everything today go, you know what? God might be calling me to the priesthood. I want to give yeah. this a I want to give this a go. You know. Oh, oh. Brilliant. So, how about yourself? For me this week, it's been a river walk, actually. Ooh. Yeah, I've been going down to the river a little bit in more recent times and had the opportunity um, today as well, actually, to pop down and go down for a river walk. And I've just sort of noticed that there is something about a flowing body of water that's very calming that I seem to be drawn to at Mm. times of Mm. stressful situations or just needing to be able to chill out for a bit yeah, so sure, there's sure. just something about it and yeah just watching the the water flow and 
Beautiful. The birds come and do their little dive into the water. And yeah. That yep. was that was my thing. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Well, thanks so much for joining us again this week. We hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode. Mm. And we hope that if there has been anything that's been useful to you in this or maybe you've got a person in mind who could be your accountability partner or someone who can do this virtue challenge with you, send them the episode. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They can um, hear about how, how this thing works too. But if you've got any comments, thoughts or questions, get in touch. But as always, we will have a chat with you next week. And until then, know about ongoing love and prayers for you all. God bless. God bless.